Good morning. My name is Chloe Noller, and I'm here with Senator Bellino here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Senator Bellino, last month, the United Auto Workers went on strike. What are your thoughts on this strike? What are your concerns for the economy of Michigan? What are you thinking about this? Well, you know, it's out of our hands, obviously, but it does hurt the economy in Southeast Michigan all the way over past Hillsdale because a lot of small independent people are making parts for cars. Uh, if you go up uh, up there toward Jonesville, you see those plants, and the, those are all making car plants. So as they shut down more plants, uh, all the small people outside the big three will be shutting down too, so that's bad for the local economies, correct? Because of the strike, the Ford battery plant in Marshall and the Goshen plant have been shut down. What are your thoughts on that? Well, hopefully the one in Marshall um, you know, keeps, keeps going forward. I'm not sure what's going to happen with the locals, with the lawsuits they have. But the, the Marshall plant is a Ford plant licensing Chinese technology. So I've got real no problem with that plant at all. And I, I hope it moves forward and creates lots of jobs in the area. Now, the plant up north near Big Rapids, Goshen, that's a Chinese plant with Chinese technology. That's a horse of a different color. Total different story there. What are your thoughts on the demands of the union? I know what they're upset about is that during the recession, they took away the cost of living raises. So uh, they missed a lot of raises the last eight years, nine years that they would have gotten in the old days. Uh, but they, they, but the companies balance it out with larger uh, profit sharing. So, you know, it's a give and take and we'll see what happens. So on August 30th, Governor Whitmer gave a speech about the trajectory that she wanted the government of Michigan to go. Can you give us a little bit about what you're thinking or your concerns or your hopes for this legislative session? Well, I hope that we get through it without too much more damage being done to the Michigan economy. Uh, when you when you attack small business uh, with changing right to work, when you attack schools by changing policy that uh, that affect union teachers and take and and, uh, and tie the hands of administrators, um, when you pass all this legislation that that is anti-work. How do you grow the state's economy when you're, when you're passing legislation like that? So I don't have a lot of uh, positive thoughts about what the governor's pushing, especially her green energy deal, which is total BS. Uh, but, you know, she has other things to do in life besides being governor, and one of them might be she wants to be president. So in order to be president and get her profile out there, she's got to push this, this liberal agenda. So that's what she's doing. What are your hopes for the Republican Party for this session? Well, I, I know right now in the House yesterday they had a long session about a tax scheme that uh, the uh, mayor of Detroit wants to change for the city. So that went down in flames. No Republicans were there helping at all, which means it must not be good for the rest of the state. Um, they're pushing this uh, pharmacy benefit, pharmacy uh, uh, board. They want they want uh, they voted in the Senate to create a board to. Uh, investigate prescription drug pricing, which to me sounds like Soviet-style price-fixing with drugs. Uh, This board has been tried in eight other states. It's failed to bring down the price of prescription drugs. uh, This board will be a a political appointees, and the legislature or the governor will have no direction over what they're doing. So that's ripe uh, with uh, possible fraud there. So I, I really have a problem with with them doing something like this. And, you know, it makes the Democrats look good in the political stage nationwide, but it will do nothing for Michiganders at all. Governor Whitner has recently been talking about a free community college program. Uh, What are you thinking about that? This is where I may differ from a lot of other Republicans. I was a trustee on a community college board. I know the great work that community colleges do for the amount of money that people pay for it. Um, 
you know, think about it. We wouldn't have this huge student debt crisis, and I say crisis in parentheses, if students that couldn't afford to go to four-year schools and, and didn't take a loan out went to community college. They wouldn't have those huge loans. They went two years of community college first. I think community college is the best bang for the buck in the whole state with, with, as far as money for education. So I would, if she proposed something like this, I would look at it seriously and see if it was worth it, and if it was viable, because I know it's worth it money-wise. I mean, we're, we're, we give we give U of M more money than we than the state helps with all the community colleges. And I think there's 17 community colleges. And we give U of M more money than them. But U of M has, uh, under campus in Ann Arbor, Eleven uh, percent of the students are from Michigan, so how are we helping Michiganders when we give all that money to U of M when most of the students are from out of state and out of country? Doesn't make any sense at all. So I would have no problem looking at a proposal to make community college the most affordable deal in town. It would be good for the state. It'd be and community college grads stay in town; they stay in the state. Well, we know what happens to MSU and U of M grads and Wayne State grads. Most of them leave the state. So if you want to grow the state and keep the, the brains of the young people here, community college is a great way to do it. Do you have any concerns about where the money for this program would come from? I haven't read that yet, but I do I do know that uh, the stuff we pushed the last uh, six years when Republicans uh, had the House and Senate um, to bring people back to get an education and give them, them huge scholarships to go to community college or trade school, those worked, and those helped people get jobs. So... Uh, uh, I, I would look at it seriously and see if it was viable, yes. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you sponsored a bill to streamline permitting process, cutting the red tape. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, the governor came out. Uh, we, we lost a big bid on a company called Micron Technologies. Huge, huge multinational company. I think they're based in Idaho. <clears throat> and they wanted to build another plant in America because they're going to bring back some more chip making here you know, for, for computers. They were looking at three or four different spots. They got down to New York and Michigan. We have a huge spot here outside of Lansing, a huge swath of, of land that we were negotiating with. When Micron was negotiating with the, with the governor and, and, and the people, she said, and when she lost the bid, she said, I promise to expedite the permitting process for Micron Technologies. That was one of her quotes, you know, basically what she said. Governor, if you're promising somebody that doesn't have any work, business at all in Michigan, an expedited permit process, what are you telling the rest of the state, the rest of the businesses in the state, about their permitting process when they want to do stuff? Are you forgetting about that? I think she is. I don't think she cares. When, when Governor Snyder was in charge of the state, he had like an executive VP communicate every day with, with the, with the uh, departments to make sure certain permits were moving through. You know, here's our problem in Michigan. You want to do something huge, economic development. Well, you got to get MDOTs okay for the roads. Then you got to get... And you got to get the department's okay about uh, uh, the streams. And you got to get another department's okay about the air. And you got to get another department's okay about who you're going to hire or not hire. I mean, so it always takes six, eight, ten months apiece. Our, our departments, they're not even in, the, in their offices. They're still working hybrid. And, and, and what the governor basically said was, we, Micron Technology, we will try to improve our customer service. We'll take it from it sucks to average, and we'll try to help you build your your plan here in Michigan, besides giving you all this money and all these tax breaks. If she said that and wants it done, then why don't we codify it and make it a law? Why don't we give the same option to everybody that's already here in Michigan? That was the simple thinking behind this bill. The governor said we need to do this. She's darn right, because it stinks right now compared to what it was four years ago, five years ago. Um, who wants to come to the state? I mean, Ford left town 
to build plants in Tennessee and Kentucky without saying a word to anybody. And one of the big reasons was we're going to have a building up before you permit it out. Let me repeat that. We're going to have a building up in Tennessee and Kentucky before Michigan gets the permits out and okays the plan. Exactly why they left. If they're leaving for that reason, and they're leaving because of workforce development and not of trained workers, and they're leaving because of high taxes, come on, Governor. We got to we got to get the same bathtub here and work together and get this all all this mess cleaned up and bring these businesses back to Michigan or make it economically more 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 advantageous or make it permit wise more advantageous to bring people here and keep people in the state so we can grow jobs. That was the reason for this this bill, and hopefully. Uh, the Dems see that it has some merit, and they push it forward. And, and frankly, when the Dems in control, if one of the Dems wanted to come to me and say, we want to push this bill, but we don't want your name on it, I'd say take it. Take it. Put your own name on it. This is a good bill. So that's how I feel about that. What are your hopes that it will pass? Do you think it will? Well, I've had two Dems ask me about it, so um, we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll need some help. I mean, we don't have the numbers, so I'll need some help, and it'll let be formatted right. So we're, we're, we're going for it. And... Uh, I dropped a bill this week uh, that I hope gets some Dem support on that says that if you vote in Michigan elections and you're on a college campus, you have to you you should pay in-state tuition. Now, the last ballot proposal that freed up the supposed election process, these kids were were signing up to, to vote in Michigan for the first time ever, and they're paying out-of-state tuition from Illinois, New York, California. In fact, uh, progressives told them, "Why vote in your home state?" Vote here where your vote counts. We're a purple state. Well, if they're voting our state and we don't want out-of-staters pushing our elections left or right, then they should pay in-state tuition. Now, do I think this bill has a chance of going anywhere? Probably not. But I want the big schools that get all the money, U of M, MSU, and Wayne State, start thinking about their policies on campus. When we take control, I'd love to see a bill like this go through because there's no way in the world you could push out-of-staters and be fair. Be fair, Michigan. You're pushing your out-of-state students to vote in our election, and you're making them pay out-of-state tuition? Come on. That's not fair. you got to be fair. So that's why we're pushing this bill. On the subject of education, recently you applauded the announcement that three district schools have been chosen to participate in the Building Healthy Communities program by the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes. That, that's they, they put in for grants, and uh, three of our schools, our district, got it. And that's wonderful. And anytime that, you know, I always worry in my district, my Senate district, that when you apply for a grant, you're not going to get it because your zip code doesn't match up with what the administration has been pushing the last four years. Um, It's hard when the governor says the word equitable and equality. And she very rarely looks at Monroe, Lenaway, Hillsdale County when she says that. So when our districts get these grants, this is wonderful. It shows they're doing a great job and it shows the money to be worked used in a proper spot and and i applaud that and i you know that's why when we we set these great programs up and we make them grants i worry about our people getting the grants because of where where we're situated at i mean we were we were this this district was packed by the commission to be only republican the democrat won't win this senate seat for a long time so when we get when our district gets grants like this, it's wonderful. Just a reminder, you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. The other day you criticized the Democrat food tax uh, and said it takes the cake for the worst possible timing. Can you talk a little bit more about that? 
the department wants to distinguish what is taxable, what is not taxable. And this all goes down to a lawsuit with some theaters. And when you buy popcorn at a theater, if it's cold, it's not taxable. If it's warm, it's taxable. If you buy a food thing, uh, a food product at a theater and they give you utensils, it's taxable. But if it's an ice cream sandwich, it's not taxable. So I just think the way the department's doing these rules is very innocuous, innocuous and it's it's confusing. And it's a it, it uh, they say that the, the report I read said it will bring in five more million dollars a year. Well, you know sometimes the department chases a small figure and falls all over itself like a stupid lawsuit. And I think it's 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 incredibly it's incredibly ignorant to go to a spot like that. And I had a store for years, and and you and it's and you have a line, and you and these are these products are taxable and these products are not taxable. But that line is eighteen inches thick and it's blurry. It makes it makes it screwy for the customers and screwy for the business owners. So I was all against that. I hope they uh, work it out. Um, it's a it's a foolish tax. And but you know leave it to the department. And you know remember these departments. They need they want all the money they can get, and they want to keep that money for their own department. They don't want to they don't want to give it back to taxpayers. They don't want to they don't want to give back money they don't they don't use. They want to keep it, and 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 they're very selfish about that. Seriously. Um, so whenever the department wants to raise taxes, I'm all against it 100. percent Do you think this will hurt small businesses trying to get on their feet with inflation being as high as it is? Oh, yeah, 100 percent. Whenever you're raising taxes on food, especially with what's happened with inflation the last three years, uh, incredibly short-sighted, incredibly short-sighted. Thank you, Senator Bellino. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, it was wonderful to talk to you. Well, thank you. Thanks for calling him. That was Senator Bellino representing Michigan's 16th Senate District. You were listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.